Ladies and gentlemen, up until now you've seen the creature perform the simple mechanics of motor activity, but for what you are about to see next, we must enter quietly into the realm of genius. genius. Ladies and gentlemen, mesdames et messieurs, Damen und Herren, from what was once an inarticulate mass of lifeless tissues, may I now present a cultured, sophisticated man about town. Hit it! The Sketchomatic Show. That's right, the Sketcho Show podcast. Sketchy, sketchy. I am extremely fortunate today to have gotten a guest in studio that I'm a big fan of, number one. Yeah. I've listened to this guy for years on the radio. He's got an illustrious career that we're going to get into. Wow. And there's so much to cover. It's my pleasure and distinct honor to finally get Chris Booker. From Booker and Stryker, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, thank you. What an introduction. Yes, sir. I, I, had to, I had to make it right. I would go longer, but I know we're in kind of a bit of a time crunch today because I only got you for a certain set of time. You got to do your show. Sure. Um, man, I'm really excited. I'm, I, I got my coffee. I'm, I got up early today and was really thinking about about Chris Booker and, and all the things that, that was go, I the first thing yeah that man popped you were, into your mind well, when you woke up this is the the most important uh podcast I've been I've recorded this month that's for sure okay it's been a long time coming because I've been so you know pestering you see if I can get you when I stop by the studio Booker and Striker in the in the alt studio and I'm like Chris can we do it can we and and we try to work it out but you know it's a lot of schedule conflicts and whatnot but now we're here yeah Booker from Booker and Striker one half. I already had Ted Stryker on earlier right. on the podcast, episode four, as a matter of fact. This is episode 31. Wow. So we're still going here. Yeah. I know that you host your own podcast, Chris Booker, with Perez Hilton, and we'll get into all that. Mm-hmm. You know, you do the show with Stryker, but I want to know about Chris Booker, like the early Chris Booker, if we can kind of go back. How did it all come? Why did you get into radio? <laughs> right. How, how did, what What caused it? What was the, the inclination? Did Anybody else in your family in radio or, no, or media or any no, of that? No, I grew so, up. Uh, yeah, I grew up in West Virginia, and um, I had a girlfriend whose brother was a mobile DJ, and he would do like the high school dances and such. And uh, I loved finding someone that loved music, and that was him. And he played music, and I always thought it was cool. And what kind of music? Just dances, you like, know, like pop dances, right. whatever the you know, the eighties. Yeah. Prince like that, yeah. was my favorite. Right. So, you know, whatever. And I had a big Prince record collection. And did you DJ too, Chris? Well, I got to that eventually, but he, um, he, he sort of, you know, needed somebody to help out. So I was like, sure, I'll, I'll help. And mm-hmm. in the meantime, he had a, like a weekend job on the local podunk radio station. And, um, I didn't think much of that. It was more of just the playing of music live so in front of the crowd yeah yeah yeah. and uh i enjoyed that and uh one thing led to another he had a friend that worked on the big station in wheeling west virginia and when i say big i mean it's like market 200 um (laughs) that's still big to them they don't know yeah you didn't know i didn't i didn't i didn't really care no internet no social no nothing nothing like that right right this is word of mouth and i didn't care so much uh, about the radio side of things but it was more about just 
the music and all of my friends were kind of just DJs, mobile DJs and such. And yeah. Yeah. I was in college and one of my, uh, by uh, that that guy, his buddy uh-huh. worked at the the big radio station, and we were out one night, and I remember we were listening to Motley Crue, that like a new I think not Theater of Pain or Doctor Feelgood had just come out. <laughs> we were listening to that, and he turned it down. He said, "You know," and I was in college. This was my freshman year, and he said, "Um, well, we've got a job open at the radio station." He turned down the music to tell me that, oh, and I turned it back up, and. Uh-huh. And I said, uh, turned it down. I said, so? <laughs> I turned it back so up. So you. And I was like, so? And uh, he said, you should apply for it. And I said, I don't know anything about radio. And he was like, neither do I. <laughs> and I was like, all right. It seemed like a cool, fun thing to try out for. So later on that night. What was the opening for real quick? Overnights, oh. weekends uh-huh. on a top 40 station in Wheeling. So on air, it, you didn't have to go through any internship. Did no. they even have internships? This was, like yeah, no. This uh-huh. was just like overnights. It was mostly board up. Right, right. I don't even know if I was on the air. Yeah, I was. I, I, I believe, but it was, I'm talking, it was the graveyard. It was right. Sunday night, the midnight to six, all radio was live that. then. I've done that. Yeah, yeah. There needed to be a body in oh, there. Yeah. So I was the warm body. And, you know, you probably talk twice an hour or whatever it was. It was basically someone to run the board. Right. Um, no voice tracking. No, there was no such thing as yeah. evil voice tracking back then. And um, so we made a tape in his uh, living room. Uh, it's funny because one of my buddies sent me the a picture of that night a few days ago, I which is weird. That. I got to see somewhere that. Do you have phone. it? I don't oh know. My somewhere. God. But I was like, wow, you know, so many years ago. But um, I just started from then and really worked my way up damn so you never had like a regular job like a nine to five job did you ever work like in an office or a store no, or anything i mean like I, that? no i mean well while i was in college right. that was one of two jobs i was a full-time student yeah and then i would work at the chess king at night which was a clothing store and then after the chess king i would go to do overnights on the radio station and then I would drive back and then be a full-time student. So wow. So you do the overnight shift and then go to school? Yeah. I don't know when I slept. I mean. I, was there, I think there's a, the one, I forget what the movie is, but there's the guy that always sleeps in class. Or, uh, I forget which movie it was, but the guy just sleeps in class all of the time right. while chaos is going on around him. <laughs> that would be me. If there was a night that it was like Friday night and I wasn't working, wow. the dorms would be you know, people right. would be bustling and the doors just, yeah, would yeah, be open. You're out. Yeah. People walking through. You're in a coma. I literally <laughs> would be in bed sleeping with like chaos around me. I that, didn't, I yeah. didn't have that full college uh, wow. experience. What was your major in college? Business. I wasn't even, business. I wasn't even, a, I think I switched to communications, but I, I started off as a business major. I just, you know, I, I didn't know what I wanted to be then mm-hmm. at all. I was, you're an, still looking for yourself. Yeah, well, I was an artsy kid. Stuff, right. Yeah, I was an artsy kid. I kind of liked, um, I liked acting and such. And I did that through high school and was in a couple of plays. And I was interested in that aspect of it. So, Because to um, me, Chris, you, you look like an actor when I, I look at you. Man. I, you have like an actor. I get that a lot. You do. <laughs> it's weird. In fact, when I first heard you, now, I, I don't want to jump too all over the place. So I kind of want to stay on track with your, your business major and, and, and somewhat acting because uh-huh. I feel like that might have been your path had radio never happened to yeah. you, whether it would be business, right? You'd been running your own business. I wouldn't have right? been business. Right, no, <laughs> but it would have been acting probably, right? Um, 
I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the thing with acting with me, uh-huh. I uh, I'm I have a terrible memory, and I'm not very good at memorizing my lines. And, right. And even though I could do the same play forty times, I would like throw up before every time yeah, because yeah. I just couldn't remember anything. It's just I have a you know I was in a coma when I was a kid, and we we joke about it often. But I I really have a retention problem when it comes really? to getting things exact. Yeah, it's hard for me. You, it's hard for you to keep memorizations or like yes, yeah, okay. For sure. And you don't smoke weed, right? No. Interesting. If I did, I would forget everything. What if world. it did the opposite? Uh, exact opposite, right? <laughs> it's almost be, like how Adderall, right. uh, you know, calms people down right. and other people who don't need it, it makes them it's like they're on speed. I would remember everything. Right. That would be great. That's interesting. That'd be, that'd be fantastic. But I was really into it and you know, when I took the job, my my first program director was the morning guy that I grew up listening to. His name was Mr. Bob. And, what what uh, station? It was WOMP. It was Womp FM. In West Virginia. Wheeling, West Virginia. Uh, station was actually in Ohio, but it was licensed to Wheeling. You're listening to the legendary 100.5 Womp FM. WOMP FM. Bel Air Wheeling. Womp FM. A river network station. And he was like looking at my resume, which, you know, had like shop and save on it. And uh, paper boy, yeah, and uh, you know whatever you do in high school, I, I, you know pouring concrete on the weekends. There was Damn, nothing, bro. There was nothing on it that had anything right. to no do with radio, radio. or anything <laughs> right. media. I mean, I was, I literally, I just got into college a couple of months into college, right out of high school. So, you know, I had no experience other than you know the mobile DJing was on there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And my acting from high school was yeah, on there. Yeah. And he, uh, he said to me, he said, um, he said, um, well, it says here that uh, you're, an, you're an actor in high school. I said, yeah. He goes, well, can you act like a DJ? <laughs> and I said, well, I'll give it a try. And that's how I got the job. That is crazy. So you were portraying a DJ in a sense. <laughs> well, right? I, you know, but, I, I, it was more of a joke, but right. I, I, I think... I think, yeah, I think in the beginning, you're always pretending to be a disc jockey. You're right. always listening to somebody else and you're trying to emulate what you think. Were you emulating your program director who um, you listened to no, or who were you he, emu- he emulating? He was a, just, I think it was just more of what a radio announcer should yeah. sound like. Did you like? sound like, you know, how they did back in the day? Like, hey, it's WOMP. How no, you doing? Like, how did you I do, was ter- how was your delivery? It's like, FM, it's uh, Booker <laughs> Madison here. And because I was, I had to pick my name. That is awesome. I had Madison, my name. your name was, what was it? It was Booker Madison. Booker I had Madison. A, I had a last name. Interesting. I was going to be uh, just Chris Booker. Right. I wanted to be Chris Booker. Which is your real name, right? right? But my, but my, uh, there was a weekend guy that was on before me. His name was Chris. So they didn't want to have two Chris's right. back to back. Right. So they said, pick another name. So Booker I went to the, I went through the college like, phone book and I, you know, I saw the that name. That was the way back well, then. It was like Madison Booker first. Yeah. And it was just one of the names that I wrote down. And, um, and Splash, the movie, happened to be on. Love that movie. Well, Daryl Hannah, she's trying to name herself. Super hot. And she looked up on the yeah, street Madison. corner. Madison, I just watched that the other there day. There you go. See, names, names. Uh, Linda, Tim, where are we? Madison. Uh, Elizabeth, Madison. Samantha. Madison, I like Madison. Well, Madison's not a name. Well, all right, okay, fine. Madison it is. Good thing we weren't at 149th Street. And full circle moment, mm-hmm. when I got to New York, the station was on 600 Madison Avenue, oh which, which really was kind of a full circle. Is that circle. where they, they kind of filmed that scene? No. Splash? Just, no okay, no. it was just on Madison. That would have been crazy if it was on that corner. Yeah, I don't think it was on that corner. No, imagine. I don't, I don't, I just remember her yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. She's but, like, Madison, I remember. Yeah. What's your name? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Madison it is. Now, speaking of getting to New York, but real quick. There's a lot of stops in between. There's a lot of stops. There's so much to cover. I mean, Chris, 
I can't imagine now, though, the, the Booker Madison or Madison Booker, where it'd be uh, Madison and Stryker. You know what I mean? It wouldn't. Right. It, I don't think it really well, flows that great. You know, um, my radio name. Well, we ditched the Madison many, right. you know, years in. It didn't take long before that died. But uh, then I, you know, I went to another station and I could call myself Chris because there was no other Chris, right. so I just went to Chris Booker. Um, yeah, so Which is such an American name, man. Chris Booker. Yeah, it, yeah. and it's funny because you're it's made up. You're it's it, made up. It's not your real name. Well, it is now. Oh, okay. It wasn't. I was uh, adopted as a child. Really? So yeah. So Holy I. Moly. I had a real last name that I was adopted by my dad uh-huh. and then he left. So I was kind of stuck in limbo without a name. Right. And it was close to Booker. And I was like, nah, it was Booker. And I was like, well, I will just go with Booker. And that's, you know, how it really went. I didn't put much time into that either. If we, if you want, we can edit this part out, but can I ask what your real name is? No. My, my real name is Christian Ray Nava. Well, my real name is Chris Booker. Right. It's changed to that. You yes. changed it legally to Chris right. Booker. What right. was it before? I can edit this out. Are you a terrible listener? No. I just said it was Chris Booker. It was? <laughs> and then I changed it to Chris Booker. Wait, what was it again? Say it. Chris Booker. Oh, Booker. Oh, yeah. I missed that. I totally missed that. My bad. I can cut that part out. Though. It's okay. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. All right. All right. I'm just so curious. It, it's interesting that but the, that was, but that was that wasn't the name I was born with. I don't right. I don't give that name out. But, I hear you. Uh, okay. Yeah. Because you're no longer that person. Right? No, I'm still that person. Right. I just... I'm someone without that name anymore. Interesting. Well, hey, man, I feel you. I respect that. I respect that. It's just, it's just such a, it's such an intriguing, fascinating story. Just learning that you were adopted. And well, I was adopted that. by my father. My mother's right. my mother. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's not just a completely different family that adopted you. No. Okay. I see what you're saying. <laughs> I know somebody else who works here who was also adopted, but she was, she was adopted by a whole separate That's family. Wild. So yeah. and it was wild to, to learn that. Mm-hmm. I'm always fascinated by people's history, but okay. So you get to new york but in between then mm-hmm. what happens like how do you get to new york can can you quickly well, paraphrase it was, over that it or? was i can it was um you know it's how you used to come up in radio you used to go from small market to a little bit bigger of a market to a little bit bigger of a market then you know eventually you get to a big one and that's sort of it i went from a uh, wheeling west virginia to myrtle beach south carolina then i worked in a little market outside of it called Florence, South Carolina. Then I went back to Myrtle Beach. Then from Myrtle Beach, I got my big break when I went to Kansas City. From Kansas City, I went to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, I went to New York. New York, I went to Philadelphia. Philadelphia, back to New York. New York to Los Angeles. Damn, you're like an NBA player. I really am. I've been traded a lot. Wow. And do you have any say in where you're going to next? Or do you just kind of just go where the gig <laughs> well, is Well, I at? have all the say. Right. Well, I mean, obviously, a, but I mean, there was when, a lot of jobs in between that I auditioned for that I didn't get. Right. Um, Did you ever get sent to a station that you didn't want to go well, to? Well, it's not the Army. No one sent me right, anywhere. Right. I mean, I chose every job that I took and I turned down jobs as well along the way. Mm-hmm. That I did. You know, I went to Detroit once and... Uh, I got off the plane and okay. it was the dead of winter <laughs> and I went to downtown Detroit, the Fisher building. I remember. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this place is a dump. I don't care how much you guys are going to pay me. And they were going to pay me a lot of money back then. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not coming here. This place stinks. And I, so I was like, you told I got, that? yeah, I was like, I got back on the plane and they're like, well, your station's going to be bought. This is when I worked in Pittsburgh uh-huh. and they said, you're going to be without a job. And I said, I'd rather be without a job. I don't I don't want to, I don't want to be here in Detroit. I just like, this place stinks. So, um, and, and nothing against Detroit. I'm sure it's lovely in the summer, three weeks of summer that they have. Uh, but it was terrible. It was just awful conditions and cold. And uh, it just wasn't my thing. It just wasn't my kind of city. Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. Right, right. Now, did you, 
ever have a lull in between jobs? Like you said, you would rather be without a job than take a job you didn't want in a city you didn't want to be in. Did you ever have like a, a kind of like a just a lag in trying to get another gig? And did you fall into any kind of depression or any kind of just, you know, in a slump? Um, I didn't really. Well, I had a TV career as well. So, it, well, sometimes like while I was in New York, I worked at MTV mm-hmm. and I was away from the radio for, I don't know, maybe a few months. But you were on MTV? Yeah. Wow, really? Yeah, I was an MTV VJ. Where to do your homework there, Sketch? No, I mean, hey man, I want to <laughs> get the exclusive Wikipedia. Stuff. I, <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't want to look too much up on you, though. Okay. I was more interested Stupid. in your radio career. I had no idea about the MTV, and I watched MTV, yeah. but I just, I again, I, I, started, got, I came to MTV late, though. I started at MTV. Well, I don't expect you to have seen me. I just right. expected you to know that I was Well, I'm there. definitely going to look it up now. All right, Pull so clip. this is it. MTV 2 A to Z. The letter S is what we're going through right now. Coming up in a bit. Prodigy, uh, lead member of prodigy liam he's actually in the studio working on the follow-up to 1997's the fat of the land look forward to that soon i worked at mtv for about five years i started on mtv too uh-huh. uh, wow. i then went to mtv uh i was playing the rock videos when pop was it's funny like i'm always in the wrong place at the wrong mm. time when rock is hot i'm playing pop when pop is hot i'm playing rock i mean oh, that's sort God. of my career i think yeah, yeah. Uh, but i played the rock videos i did a show called return of the rock um, I took over for Pinfield on 120 minutes. Uh-huh. Um, just a lot of different VJing. Yeah. Well, a thank you of- for enlightening me because mm-hmm. honestly, I, I, that part of your career, I did not know about, okay. and I'm, I'm appreciative that you shared it on this podcast because I know I could look up a bunch of stuff, but I like to get it <laughs> directly from the source. <laughs> okay. It's so much better. When I don't, you hear I that. like to be fully prepped yeah. and know who I'm talking to. I mean, I know who I'm talking to. I do know who I'm talking to because here's why I know who I'm talking to. Okay. Because Howard Stern always talks about you. Well, that's you. true. Okay. I did work so with Stern. That was more of what grabbed my attention about mm. you. And of course, to go back to the beginning of the podcast, when I, when I first got my introduction to you, besides hearing Howard Stern talk about you. Um, I listened to you on Amp Radio, mm-hmm. right? How long were you at Amp for? Ten years. Really? Yeah. Damn, you were there from the get-go, from the jump. They started the station, and I was, I think, maybe the second hire. Yeah. Second or yeah. third. I remember listening to Stryker you. Stryker actually worked with yeah. me as well. Oh, he you was, guys worked together? He worked afternoons. When uh, I did middays, he left, and I took over afternoons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and it's not was, really our... I, we've actually worked together Yeah, before. yeah, but not on the air together. No, not on right, the right, air right. together. Not we like were, you do now. We were on the air together the day Michael Jackson died. Wow. Oh, obviously, you were covering. Yeah. It's a big deal. Yeah. I remember that day, clearly. Yeah, yeah for clearly. sure. I remember when that station flipped from FM Talk... Mm-hmm. Two amp and KLSX. I was and they played the first song they played or it was in the imaging intro was Kanye West uh uh you worry about the wrong things uh-huh. the wrong things come on see I do my research because I lived it I didn't work here though. I, I don't remember. I know well, I, <laughs> I, I was I was here. hired like a it few months a after that yeah but I, I remember when it turned on and mm. I I think I do recall the sign on yeah it was dope man but they, uh they, it they was a, that imaging. it was a great station for a while yeah. they just didn't. It's like any radio station. You have. It's like anything. You have to feed it. Right. You have to. Um, right. You have to grow it. And yeah. Tend to do it. It. You know. You can't just like. You know, buy the best real estate and just go. Oh, it'll be fine. Like we won't put any money into it. And right. that's kind of what they did. They just sort of starved that station. But mm-hmm. people forget that's a radio station that killed two million people. I mean, a lot of people listen oh, to that yeah, radio man. station. It was banging. The top bro. five radio station it, in Los Angeles. Like overnight. It Overnight, went, it, it just it went jumped. from nothing to and it stayed there. Zero Carson to hero. Daly and yeah, you know, I mean, that was a, that was a dope station, man. But at least 
that was another stepping stone for you to come here to iHeartMedia, and now mm-hmm. you're you're doing Booker and Stryker. But let's really quickly go back to the Howard Stern thing. Okay. Because I, I do hear him talk about you quite often, and he always talks very highly of you. Mm-hmm. Now, let's face it, Stern usually can shit on a, a lot of people, right? <laughs> He's never shit on you once. He always goes, oh, yeah, Chris Booker, Booker our friend out in L.A., yeah. da da our friend out in L.A. He always speaks like you're like family friend, you yeah. know what I mean? How did you and Stern like become that kind of friendship? How did that take place? He was um, the morning guy, right. and I was one of the young DJs, and I think when you're a good morning guy, you uh, you take care of the guys around you. Yeah. And I think it was that time in his life. Was that at K-Rock? At K-Rock in, in New York. New York. Wow. I think it was the time of his life where, you know, he was he was changing. He was... Yeah. Evolving. Well, you know, he was a guy that was married hiding in his basement. Yeah. And he was a guy that finally came out of the basement and decided to make a movie and, right. um, you know, and, and take over radio and the world and all of that stuff. So... Um, was he one of your influences? Oh my God, yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I used to, uh, when I when I worked in Florence in South Carolina, I used to have this boom box. Mitsubishi made it, and it had a tray that opened up, and you could put five cassettes in it. So every night before I would go to bed, I would hit, you know, record on the first one, and uh-huh. the next morning when I would go to work to my radio station, I'd grab, like clockwork, I'd gla- grab like the third tape, the third 90-minute tape, because yeah, yeah. that's when the show had started. Yeah. And, I'd put that in and I had a two hour drive to work every day. So I, I could listen to the show every single day. So yeah, I was a huge fan. So meeting like my hero yeah. by the time I'd made it to New what York. What was that like? Oh, it was amazing. Are you nervous getting hired at K Rock oh, in New yeah. York? Yeah. And, and I mean, meeting Stern, knowing Stern's on in the morning. It's, I mean, what does that do to you? Like as, it's, a, it's as wild. a DJ, it's, I mean, it's it, in any profession, if there's, you know, the top of your profession. Yeah. Uh, if you got to meet that person, you'd be like, "Oh my God, I'm blown away!" And yeah. you know, and it's not like this is some nobody. <laughs> was he was he nice he's to like, you? Oh, is he's he a the nice guy in real life. Way. He's the nicest man. Because I know he's more subdued off the air. I know this about him. I've read I've read a lot of his books, and I he's talked about how he's not technically the same guy. Not saying that who he is on the air is an act. Like it kind of was in the movie. You know how they say, "Oh, it's just an act. It's, just, it's, just, it's a shock, just an act." But more so, meaning like he's more reserved. He's quiet in real life off the air. I mean. Yeah, I guess. I mean, anybody on the air is going to be a little amped up and you're going to be hmm. presenting whatever right. you're doing and you'd bring everything up a notch, but he's just a dude. He's just, yeah, yeah. he's just a cool guy. He's yeah. a nice dude. And, uh, ex- did you ever get on the air with, with Stern? Oh, like, yeah. did you ever do I've a couple of breaks? Oh God. Yeah. yeah. Many times I used to call in a lot. Yeah. 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 I, I couldn't, well, there was, obviously couldn't hear it back There was here. once, um, I, I have a terrible memory with, I've, I think I told you that this show. Right. <laughs> I think. Right. Yeah, you did. I can't you did. remember. You did at the beginning. Uh, I think I did. Yeah. Um, I I was listening to Best of recently, and I'm listening to him talk about. I don't know. I guess it was uh, Jay Z was arriving to something. I forget what it was. Right. And I'm listening to him tell this story, and I'm like, this is a wild story. And in the middle of the story. I called in. It was me. <laughs> and it turns out the place he was talking about in the situation where Jay-Z was, I was there. I I was not only there, I was the guy that interviewed Jay-Z and I'd forgotten. So I'm like listening to myself on the radio going, I can't even believe, not, I can't believe A, that I forgot that I called in <laughs> to this segment 
And B, I forgot that I covered this event, whatever the Jay-Z Beyonce thing was. I forget what it was. Right. But it's uh it's pretty wild. Yeah. Damn. And you heard yourself on the air playing back. <laughs> yes. And, and you're no, like, this, and and this no is a recent best of because he was just on for two uh, on who, vacation for two weeks. Who knows? I, oh no, 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 no. That is this so was, crazy. Yeah, but it's it's just weird when things like that happen. I trip out on that, Chris. I, you trip out. I you do. Try being me and being uh -huh. like, I totally forgot that I even called in. And I forgot that I was the one reporting on whatever was happening on his show. It was me reporting. I'd forgotten. Like, i just forgotten. <laughs> Did you ever want to work with Stern on the show? No. Like, no, be, be in, no, you don't want to be wake up that early. I, they sent me out once when I first started, and it was to cover some event. At, uh, I forget oh, where okay. it was, but they wanted me to, like, do a stuttering John, like, ask celebrity right some crazy questions, questions right, or whatever yeah, yeah. so they did send me out and i remember i had to interview barbara walters oh my God. and my question and i don't know first of all i don't i'm like 24 right. five, i don't right. know how fucking old i am and they're asking me barbara walters like uh ask her why do you make everyone cry every interview <laughs> So I'm reading this and I'm like, I got to ask this lady that like, <laughs> all right. So I'm like, why do you make everyone cry? And she just gives me a look like, you know, Barbara Walters right. face like, oh, you know, like yeah, walks offended. away. And, I, and, and then I feel like crap. I'm like, I'm never doing this again. This is terrible. Ah, you know, did they run it back or talk about it? I don't know if that ever hit the air. I don't That's think that ever crazy. hit the air. That's wild. I was, there was once he, I know I got, he threw me off the air once because I was, no, he, I think he got some award or whatever mm -hmm. in the radio station. It was in New York and, right. uh, for one of the trade magazines and whatnot. He received some sort of award and no one was there for the station to go up and get it. And I think the producer, Gary, said, hey, if we win, go up and get the award. And I was like, okay. So I, w I was like getting ready to, they, now Howard Stern wins and I stand up and I'm about to go get the award and. Bubba the Love Sponge goes up and grabs his trophy and like throws it on the ground or something. Wow. So, so I'm like, uh, I don't really know what to do here. So I like kind of pick up the pieces and then I report back. I'm like, this other DJ Gary broke the thing. Okay. Okay. We're going to call you on the air and how was going to ask okay. you. What. So, you know, <laughs> it's probably my second time maybe on the air or probably first or second time on yeah, Howard. Yeah. And he said, well, what happened? And I said, well, I went Bubba. and, and uh, Bubba and, and the thing and I'm on the air and I'm like, Bubba this, interception, <laughs> but this is the day of like, there's, there's, you know, 20 million people listening to yeah. Stern legit, like not made up numbers like right. that. So I'm like freaking out. 100%. I've never been on an audience like this big and I'm, I'm failing. I'm bombing big time. And Howard goes, booger, you tell a horrible story. And he hangs uh, up on me. <laughs> oh, and I was like, oh, so not only did I suck it uh, on the air, I got hung up on by Howard. <laughs> And he's like, you got to learn how to tell a better story. And I was like, at that point, I'm like, I think he makes a good point. Maybe I should learn to tell a better story and get and you just did and, and get serious about my craft. But it was some nice advice, right? I mean, but he, he hung up on you. He threw which me is, off yeah. the air to do it. Threw you off the air <laughs> and fine. hung up on you. It's fine. Oh but, my. But, but we probably still went out that weekend. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah, like yeah. He he was you know joshing. He was a lot. You know, with his show, it I was think, love. Yeah, it yeah, was, was, it was you tough love. love. Tough love. <laughs> I've got, I've been shown that by by Big plenty of times. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Big's like my big brother, so there's been times where he's had to hang up on me too. Mm. Obviously, Howard Stern is a, is a, I would say a much older type of professor when it comes to the radio mm -hmm. realm. You know what I mean? Even 
most of the DJs nowadays. I, I, I don't believe that there isn't a single morning show or radio show in general that hasn't in some way inadvertently copied from Howard Stern to sure. some degree. Everybody has. I mean, he invented it. He invented even even the well, podcast. Well, I think he was the first yeah. reality yeah. TV show on the radio. Absolutely. And I think that's what everybody does now. Exactly. Bringing in your real life, your yeah. real world. Everybody talk like this. Five in a row coming yeah. up next on yeah. the... 15 uh, minutes past the hour, Chris Booker. <laughs> that was radio before Howard yep. did his thing. And um, so, yeah. So anybody that talks about themselves at all in, into yeah. a microphone like this, yeah. even on a Freeform. podcast, yeah, it, it stems from Howard. And, you know, maybe yeah. young people don't understand that, but younger people may not understand that, but that's, it's what it is. That's why he's special. Let's keep moving on here, Chris. Thanks for sharing that about Howard Stern. That's mm-hmm. that's just remarkable history that you have right there with with that man. But getting to Alt ninety eight seven from Amp Radio, right? Because I remember when you you made the move mm-hmm. when when you showed up here, and this is right around the, the kind of towards the ending of Amp Radio, right? Mm-hmm. Were you without a job at all? Were you no. were floating around, or were you looking to possibly move, or did, were you immediately you knew you were coming to? Well, what had happened between I was tracking New York Mm. from here. Mm. And I was considering going back to New York, but the pandemic hit and uh, they still needed people on the air. I knew the market, obviously I'd been on the radio stations. I think I technically have worked on that frequency like five times, five different times, which has got to be a record. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I went back to work again. I was doing that from my laundry room here. And so there wasn't, there wasn't really a lull. It was almost like, uh, when I left AMP uh, at the very like day five of the pandemic, whatever it was, um, I was still under contract for another like four or five months. Mm. And I want to say like, so it was like four or five months of vacation because I want to say like literally to the day, uh-huh. the same company hired me back <laughs> to, wow. to, to track in New York. Yeah. So I was doing that. And then the position came open here and I've obviously known Lisa for a hundred right, years, right. and uh, Lisa Warden, Lisa Warden, our program director right, here, of here. Yeah. and um, we put it together. I was like, "Well, I have a history of alternative rock. I played alternative videos yeah, yeah. on MTV. You're I, a utility DJ. You're yeah. a utility guy." Yeah, I yeah, said, yeah. "So this sort of makes sense," and yeah. she's like, "This totally makes sense," and yeah, and we put it together. So, and yeah. you were here, and you were doing, you were. When did you, what, what time shift did you immediately take over? Afternoon. It was right away, right? Yeah. You, you didn't have to do no. like, it was no, no like kind of let's, I let's fill you out or anything. I was solo for about a year. I guess yeah. I was solo for about a year yeah, yeah. and it was, you know, pandemic year on yeah. top of it. So it was, there, this was an empty building. So I didn't really even know anybody here. I just showed up to do the show, the shift. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just sort of were waiting things for things to change and let's uh right to go, I, and go back to normal yeah, right? i think lisa and i were in our minds were like you know let's build something but we didn't know what it was right and then like a godsend uh striker became available and right. i was like all right what's up everybody it is striker yeah, and, and, and k-rock also was right changing management and right. going through its own changes and staff changes stri- and such striker is striker dipped so yeah. he became available and lisa was like you know what do you think about you and striker together and my first thought was like, we're both kind of quarterbacks, aren't we? I mean, we're both right. I, I don't, you know, I don't know what that looks like. I'm not saying no. Right. I just said I don't know what that looks like. Uh-huh. And she said, well, let's just go get some drinks. Try and it out. Uh, you know, 
I'll see if this works. <laughs> see if you mesh, right? Yeah, that was but like, you but guys you, already did work but right, together, But right? we already knew each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. We've known each other for a hundred years. Were you kind years. of friends already? Oh, God, like, did yeah. you go hang out oh, yeah. or was it only kind We've, of work friends? He came to New York a mm. couple of times and we hung out. And um, I, I obviously all the shows from Amp and K-Rock and, and, and Stryker and I have always been buddies. Went yeah, to his yeah, wedding. Yeah. So, he's a sweet guy. Oh, he's the yeah, sweetest. Yeah. It is Stryker. So to kind of say, what's this look like as a working relationship I thought, well, you know, I kind of run the board. He kind of runs the board. I don't know if we're not too similar. Right. And even knowing him as well as I know him, I still, that was my concern. Like, are we too similar? Mm. We're not. We're no, not, not at, at all. all. I mean, we're too kind yeah, of. Yeah, you're, you're like yin and the yang in there. Sort of. We, we absolutely. And yeah. what, what I like is that you don't sound the same. Yeah. Like a lot of shows. I worry about that. No, not at all. You, oh, you, two, you two have very distinct, different voices. Okay. John and Ken from KFI. They sound identical. I still have trouble telling right. them apart. It's over the years I've learned how because John has a slightly raspier voice mm. than Ken. And Ken has a slightly higher octave. But it's very slight. You have to really listen. Go ahead. You know, Kevin and Bean to me. Yes. I, I was just about to say that. When I moved to Los yeah. Angeles, I worked in the building. Yes. And I could not tell those two apart on the radio. I know. And then maybe that's shocking to people that grew up with them. And I maybe know. you, You've but I caught half. it halfway in. You I know? think most of their audience could barely tell them apart. Okay. Okay. I honestly feel that way. Yeah. I couldn't. It, it was, um, it was odd to me. It's very sure. odd. It, and did you know John Frost over at K-Rock? I, I, the, I didn't he's know He's the voice him, of KFI But now. I knew he was the yeah. voice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's the imaging guru god of all imaging guys. I swear he like started his, this whole, it's basically like how Howard Stern yeah, Frost spawned. is like one of Frost the greatest is one ever. Of those guys. Yeah, yeah. And him and Eric Chase in, in Tampa, Florida. Those are like the two yeah. Wizard of Oz when it comes to imaging. To me, yeah. it was, um, what was the guy, 99X Atlanta, Eubanks, was that his name? I uh, think the so. The guy that had yeah. died. Um, and it's wild, like, hearing him back on the radio, because they they have his voice back on 99X. Oh, you know. wow. WNNX Atlanta is here at last. 99X. <laughs> The best new music first, period, 99X. He was the voice of alternative rock. That's I mean, crazy. he was the 99X. You know, he just yeah. had that. That's a good voiceover. A, ugh, was terrible. Did you ever do imaging? Of Never. Him? I no. couldn't. No, no, I don't have the do voice. You, you don't, do you, but you, okay. No. Let's, <laughs> let's quickly not, shift. The stuff that you guys do, right. I have, I'm always. Uh, You're not computer savvy like that? No. And uh, I, I'm just blown away by the creativity and the. Yeah. Uh, and whatever goes into that. Well, remember I made the tribute for uh, Taylor Hawkins yeah. that you guys it's played. Lisa stuff. Warden. It was shout out to Lisa and shout out to Booker and Stryker for making that happen because mm -hmm. I made that just, I was basically making it for you guys. Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure if it was going to be used, but that's kind of a perfect, it, it illustrates my point perfectly when it comes to imaging and production that to whip up something like the Taylor Hawkins tribute. Yeah. You could probably do it in your sleep though. I mean, it, it takes a while. It takes a bit. There's yeah, but a lot you of, know what you're doing, yeah, is my yeah. point. It yeah. may take a, a research, while, right. but it still yeah. is, yeah. you know, you can, in your mind, you can go, oh, I can do that. Booker and Stryker, it is Alt 98.7. This news of the passing of Taylor Hawkins, my heart is smashed. Such horrible news. This is the song that, it literally is one of the most haunting lyrics of my life, and I think about it all of the time. One of these days, your heart will stop. And play its final beat. 
in my mind, I could never do that. No? Now, editing, I'm... I'm now, a, you edit... I'm a very good editor. you run editor, the board, yeah. like, both you, Striker, run the board, right? Mm-hmm. But Striker usually sits on the other side, putting, right. putting together breaks and segments and whatnot, and you're running the board, right. taking calls, or actually, no, uh, uh, regulates taking the calls, mm-hmm. screening them, mm-hmm. right? But then you edit them on Vox Pro or whatever mm-hmm. you have to do. Uh, do you guys ever switch where strikers running the board? Or is it only when you're out? Or... Um, no, no, we never do. No. I he likes being in the in the co-pilot seat. Yeah, and I think to the earlier conversation, it's like when you have a role, mm-hmm. when you when you know he has a certain role, mm-hmm. I have a certain role. Um, whatever it takes to make the bus go, yeah, you kind of stick to that. I feel you. Could we could we switch it around? Um, you know probably, sure, sure probably yeah. but you know it'd feel different it would feel different yeah. it's a sort of a different thing because lest anyone think off air when you guys are playing songs in the middle of a stop set of commercials there's stuff happening off the air mm-hmm. there's there's Always. constant movement it's not yeah. just like they play the record yeah. to those people listening right now that are unsure of what i'm talking about when the record's playing then Chris is doing something, mm-hmm. Stryker's doing something, mm-hmm. regulate their producers doing something in the other room, mm-hmm. and everything's kind of working as like a, a well-oiled machine. Mm-hmm. What what do you usually do in between breaks? Well, it's uh, it's prepping for the next break. Yeah, right. That's always what it is. It's yeah. always like, what's next? What yeah. what do I need to prepare for what we're going to do in this next segment? Is it news? Okay, if it's news, I'm stacking up these segments that we've cut down for the news, right. music beds, uh, loading in the production, the elements, the outs of what I'm going into, the right. ins and outs. So it's always like, what's next? Yeah, what's it, next? It's, and then it's then it's the prep of what are we saying? What are we starting with? What what's the objective of this segment? So him and I will talk things out. To, you know, we do that before the show, but yeah, you know, at each segment As to make sure we're on the same right. page. Yeah, yeah, that's what I we're doing. You, is is it? Does it ever get where you? don't know what you're going to do next where you're kind of no. just winging it has <laughs> no. that ever happened i mean there it is live radio a, yeah there's yeah. a certain element to always winging it you know what i mean but um it's how you wing but it. we don't really ever go i got nothing you got nothing let's go on and do nothing <laughs> you know what i mean like there's right and there are moments when we when we have something and we immediately switch gears because we've stumbled upon something mm-hmm. um some of the best segments come from another idea like yeah. you had an idea that somebody said something and it's like we just took a left turn but we should have been on yeah. this road in yeah, the yeah, first yeah, yeah. place and that's like know. some howard stern shit but when yeah. you have a you know when you have another pro working across from you someone that's done it just as long as you have your that's the thing that's the sauce yeah. that's the you recognize okay i know where he's going now and he knows where i'm, go- I'm gonna take it yeah. so it, it's more of like we're figuring out how to steer that car around. And I got to say. It's every day. It's fun. It's really, really remarkable listening to the chemistry you guys share on the air. When I listen, I, I you know, I'm like, man, I know those guys, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. it's cool because I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm fanboying now. But, <laughs> but the point is, is that on another note, you've got to be, Chris Booker, you have to be uh, outside of Stern. I don't know how many radio stations you named off that you've you traveled to and you, mm-hmm. the different stations over your career do you know a number of how many stations exactly you've worked at um i would have to count them up right. but yes um and then like there's 15 or something like that probably 15 wow. I, at least 15 See, sure. i do pay attention yeah i would say <laughs> somewhere around yeah that's i don't know crazy. but i mean i worked at sirius as well i worked yeah. uh you know i've done a lot of online and, things you know, and speaking of online and all that you 
do a podcast with Perez Hilton, mm-hmm. right? Perez Hilton featuring Chris Booker, mm-hmm. right? Or with the Chris Perez Booker. Hilton podcast, podcast with Chris, with Booker, Chris yeah. Booker, right? Mm-hmm. Now, how did that come to be? How do you connect with Perez Hilton? Did you know him already? How did that all happen? Um, I didn't Wikipedia this. I well, that's hear fine. It from the this source. is a. Yeah. I doubt that's going to be on Wikipedia. <laughs> um, I filled in for Carson Daly a lot when he did mornings because he was by coastal. He was back and forth and blah blah blah. So Perez was doing the entertainment report on with Carson and Perez and I immediately, we had something that we knew that we'd had like chemistry. What? Yeah, it was, it was, I guess I was into what he was doing. You know what I mean? Like I, I kind of got it and I was like, let me just do the opposite. Let me have another take and let me play a little tennis with him on some of these topics where Carson, uh, and nothing to get Carson's an all-time great, if you sure. ask me. I, I just wasn't that interested in it. It'd be like, yeah. be like Stryker talking to me about golf. I'm just not <laughs> yeah. that interested in it. But I was, I've always been interested in pop culture. Yeah, I, yeah. I love that stuff. I worked on Entertainment Tonight. You I were like, on MTV. Yeah, I like yeah, yeah. those sort of things. So I always liked the side of pop culture that I just wanted to know the truth. I, I, I was never interested in what was being reported like i was like well what's the real story that's what i've always wanted to know mm. so asking perez things like that we long story short no long um, story longer it's a podcast go they ahead. uh <laughs> well it could go on forever <laughs> they came to perez the uh, last company and they were in business with him and they said uh we would like you to start a podcast at the beginning of podcasting so this was eight, eight plus years ago wow. and so they had a bunch of meetings and they had a couple of people in mind to put him with. And it was, uh, uh, Perez tells me it was like four or five different girls. Mm. And he kept auditioning with them and he talked to a couple of them and they weren't, they weren't like sure. And he wasn't sure. And then one day he said, you know, I have an idea. And they were like, what? And they said, well, there's this guy in Los Angeles that I call into uh, on Carson Daly show, when they fill in, his name is Booker. Do you know Booker? Now, meanwhile, this is the guy that like was an intern at K Rock. Mm. You know, he's like, yeah, I know Booker. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he goes, I've known him for quite a few years. Yeah. He goes, hey, we're pretty tight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he goes, Booker, really? And he goes, yeah. He goes, I-, I like working with him. He goes, we have a thing. We go back and forth. He d- he pretends not to be interested or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I'd be interested in doing it with him. And they were like, all right, let's put together a couple of shows. So we did a couple of shows and eight years later, we got a Patreon crazy, and, uh, you know, millions of listens. What so, episode are you on now? Or are you going on to? I wouldn't even know the number it's, we're up to, but I do mean, you number each episode or do you just put them out? We used to, then right. we just put them out because yeah. we were doing two shows a week, but we yeah. at least do one show a week. But now with our Patreon, we do two, Damn. um, yeah, thousands, eight years of, I don't think we've ever missed a week of shows yeah. ever. Are you up to 2000? You think already? Probably. Yeah. Now, Booker and Striker, you have every weekday. What's the time again? Two to seven? Right? Three to seven. Three to seven? Mm-hmm. Okay. Three to seven Thanks p.m. Thanks for listening. Uh, no, I do. I do. But you know, some <laughs> shifts start at two o'clock I'm here. I'm kidding. I know. Give me a hard time, Chris Booker, That's but I what love I do. you. I love it. Um, Stupid. But you do that. You do Perez Hilton podcast with Chris Booker. Uh-huh. And you, you know, you're doing appearances, you're doing events. And we were talking off podcast air, quote unquote, <laughs> yesterday. Podcast air. And uh, yeah. And you were t- I was like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to persuade you to be on the podcast. Yeah, I don't you had, want to, you yeah. had already agreed, but it was funny because you're like, you made I, me. I'm I just, didn't agree. I know. I, yeah, I did make you. Huh? Yeah, I cornered you. Sketch yeah. doesn't get the whole. 
um, I'm not really interested thing. And he just keeps beating you to death. Like, no, 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 you're going to do it. Then you're going to post about it. Then you're going to do all this stuff. And I'm like, I just shake my head. and go, uh-huh. Okay, fine. I'll just do it. It's fine. The last thing in the world I want to do is sit somewhere and talk about myself with headphones on. It's I mean, the worst. Because you were talked out, you said. You're I'm all completely talked, talked out, out, right? I have I mean, nothing to add. It's, nothing. Which it's so compelling. No, you it's know not. What? It it's is. not. That it was is. not that compelling of a story. I disagree. I, I agreed to disagree. Sir. I'll give you $5 every time somebody comes to me and said, hey, I heard that part of the interview with Sketch, oh, you know, yeah. an hour in. Oh, they will. <laughs> they will. They will. Sir, there's a few people that are very, they, they're loyal listeners. Mom listen. Sketch. No, uh, my, mom, my mom passed Girlfriend sketch. So. Uh, sorry about that. That's no, all right. Girlfriend sketch. Coworker sketch. Don't have a girlfriend. Okay. I have plenty of coworkers, and most of them do listen. It's, all right. Yeah. It's like this podcast is like a love letter to our industry and yeah. everybody who works in it. It's not just the people on air. It's also people behind the scenes. I had John Peak on. You know, I've had I've, other I've people. Seen, yeah. 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 So you know, it's it's. To well, me, I'm a terrible representative of the love letter. I'll I, be honest with you. I, I personally fucking hate talking about myself. Really? Yes. This is like it's just so. It's also arbitrary. Like, oh. who cares? Who, I mean, who that, cares? That, that's true. It is who cares, but I care. I wanted to get to know, I know my coworkers. I know, and I'd I like know. to learn about their history and how their roads, what led them to radio, and then what they'd be doing if radio never happened. That's always an interesting story. And people who are looking to get into radio. Run, don't. Is that what your advice that would be? Would my, that really? would definitely be my Can advice. Can you elaborate a little bit? It's just, it's a beating, you know? It's, um, it's a beating and... It's um, it's hard. It's harder than you think. You know, it's it's well, you hard to come up with easy. crap every day to talk about, and um, and it's you're not very appreciated. I got to be honest with you. I don't feel that it's. Uh, I feel you on that. I feel that the, um, I feel that the profession was a little bit more coveted before in the yeah, arts, if yeah, you will. Yeah. Now it's just like you know, oh, we'll get you know who are we gonna cut. Mm-hmm. suits no no we don't cut suits we cut the talent first right and that's been my experience and it kind of stinks and it's um it's disheartening you. so no it is i wouldn't recommend getting into radio it's brutal it's definitely not as easy the grass is not greener that's for sure and and let's talk about that a little bit where do you see radio in like the next five or ten years fm radio do you, are you worried about ai taking over and all that no. what's your what's your thoughts well on? look if you're a a light uh, radio station and you're just um, phoning it in every day and you're, uh, you know, it's always sunny or here and uh, blah, blah, blah. And you're not really saying anything mm-hmm. and you're not, you're talking at people instead of two people. Fucking bring on the AI. There's no need to have a body in a station doing that. It's just, it's just cranking out nothingness mm-hmm. and it's uh, cranking out wallpaper. Um, if FM is to survive, if uh, radio or AM as well is to survive, it has to be locally based. It has to be you, a connection is made every day in your local, wherever your frequency is. This whole, you know, tracking things in other cities. And it's just, mm. I, I, I get it. Maybe there's not enough money to spread. Or I don't know how the economics of that, I don't know what it really looks like. You know, mm. all I know is there's people flying around in jets around here. You know what I mean? Like, right. But you know, I feel you. there's, there's, there's gotta be more emphasis on local listenership. And I think until radio fully and not lip services that fully commits to that in every market, not just Los Angeles, but in every market, um, it's bleak. 
It is. Because what's the point? It feels what, like it's fleeting. But what's right? the point? What's the I point know. of having this live thing that broadcasts into your car with, could be, you know, a bright smile or dismay, you know, it could be anything, right. despair, it could be whatever, a feeling, an emotion. What's the point if you're not going to do that? I don't, I just don't get it. And I don't hear a lot of that. Mm. That's the thing I, that I just don't hear a lot of that. Right. And it's, uh, it's a very it's valid point, man. It is. It is disheartening. It's it, the uh, only reason to be here. It is. And I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, uh, blessed to be in a place that's, um, and in a position that is into that. You know what I mean? Like, I think they get it around here, right. you know, with Stryker and me, I think they're like, we got two local guys, strikers yeah. from here. Yeah. I've been here for 15 years. Yeah, you're a, like, you're an Angelino now, bro. Yeah. I, you're you're one of us. It's so weird, you know. That's I lived sure. in New York for yeah. 13 years. I know. And I I I really by the end of it felt like, okay, I'm a New Yorker. I I've, Well, I'm, you I'm, were at one point. You I, became I guess, a New Yorker. I mean, yeah. yeah, and my I think 5 it takes 5 years for whatever city you're in to become one of them. I don't I think it's a lot longer than 5 years, yeah. but maybe New York's longer. My you know, growing up, I I was like born in one place, raised in another place. We moved around so much mm -hmm. that so when I was in New York, I couldn't fathom like anywhere. I I'd lived there longer than I'd lived. That was any, home now, right? right? It, yeah. Because I'd lived there yeah, longer. Yeah. My radio. And you spent most of your right. adult life there. And, well, I was traveling around, yeah, but yeah. that was the thing. So most of my adult life was spent there, and I was yeah. like, wow. I guess I'll always just be a New Yorker because yeah. I doubt I'll have that sort of run again. Fast forward 15 years, and here I am in Los Angeles, yeah. and I look around. I'm like, "Wow!" Most of my adult life now, I've even trumped New York. I'm, I'm like, yeah. you know, Los You're Angeles. Here, I've here. lived here for 15 years. It's, it's wild. Did you ever take on that New York ac affect? You know, like the no. water, Booker, the Booker. There was no R in Booker. No, was, yeah. Booker, yeah, yeah. Booker, I love you, man. Um, <laughs> no, no. I love that. My whole, my whole life, it's been trying to get rid of affect. You know? Yeah, I mean, I grew up in West Virginia. Did, did I they a, have, what kind of affect do they have in West Virginia? It's just, it's odd because my family's from Pittsburgh, which has its own, uh, you know, going downtown to see a Stellar's play on Sunday. You know, uh, don't be ignorant, you know. And then there's West Virginia that bleeds in, which is a lot lazier. And there's a, uh, there's more of like uh, people don't finish their words and you end your sentences and prepositions. And there's just, it's really, it's, <laughs> you know, th there's that. And then, you know, I moved to the South. And I couldn't even understand people in the South. Oh, I used yeah. to pick up the phone and I would be like, uh, I worked at Wave 104. I'd be like, uh, yeah. Wave 104, what's your name? They'd be like, Craig. I'd be like, what? Craig. And I'd be like, <laughs> I'm sorry. You're going to have to say that again. Craig. And I'm like, are you saying Chris? Craig. Oh, Craig. Craig. Yeah, yeah. I got, okay, Craig. I got it. I got it. It's like just a noise. But you, it, it's what it was yeah, to me. It was a goddamn <laughs> car honking. I was like, your name is a car honk? Craig, Craig. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and just moving you know, around and how does LA people talk like that? That now because you're from so many, you're so in like almost you're almost international, but domestically, you've been to so many different states, have different affects. You've lived in there. What kind of LA affect do they with do we the, have? With the exception of the valley, because I am engaged to a valley girl. With the exception oh, of the valley, there isn't one. That's the wild thing about Los it's Angeles. It's very standard, right? It's just a standard accent. It's almost perfect. But we say like a lot though. Out here. Well, that's that's one of our. I'm things. gonna say that's universal. Yeah, that's. Did they that's, say like over in New York? And, it's generational. Yeah, like and um, uh, you know. Well, what about the? You forgot. Is, you know. This is a very. You know, like no, I don't know. I asked you a fucking question. <laughs> I I don't want to hear you know. I I don't. I asked you what's the whatever. 
Um, There's a very Latino thing that we do. That's uh, we begin it with like something that's serious that that would be a no answer. We started with yeah, no. There's there's that. <laughs> but in New or York, no, yeah. In New York, it's um, it would be um, like uh, if you wanted if you wanted something, you'd be like, uh, yeah, you want some pizza, yo? Yeah. Oh, Instead of yo, you want some pizza? It'd be like you want some pizza, yo. Yeah. It's almost or, like Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad. Or. Yeah. or they would answer the question like, this is the best pizza, right? The best, the best. You're like, I, I guess it fucking is. Like, you answered my question for it. I didn't even get to say no, or it's just okay. You don't get a say you in know, the matter. No, but um, but being from a bunch of different places, it's fun. Yeah, man, but, that is pretty dope. But the though. Valley is, you know, mm. my fiance is, you the know, near- like, oh my God. And she's very- Yeah, my sisters are Valley girls, so she, I know. She's very, uh, you know, oh, well. Words will go on for like Does everything end in a vowel? Like, no. (laughs) No. Oh, my God. Well. Um, Well. You know. And I'm like, you are, this is a, you know, summa cum laude UCLA. Whoa. 4.0. Like, her sister's a doctor. The other one's like, they're all brilliant. What? And and I listen to him talking. I'm like, you sound like a fucking Kardashian. (laughs) She should call in on your show. Oh, my God. Do you ever have any, do you ever have your... Your significant others, your significant other, I, or, or, or even striker call in or no, on your podcast or um, anything. Not every no. now and again, if she's in the other room and I need oh, okay. something, but yeah. she works in entertainment. Yeah. So every now and again, I'll have a question about something, right. or Perez will be like, "Just ask Helen." So does she work fiance, in the industry? What is she your... does? She works at Extra TV. Wow, that's cool. Mm-hmm. You're saying with the podcast, and we'll wrap this up pretty soon. I just have one more question after mm-hmm. this. I know you got a, a show to do and We're prep okay. for, but thank you so much again for taking the time to be on the my little old podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Regardless, my little old podcast, <laughs> little house on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, with the Perez Hilton podcast, yeah, you said that you edit, you edit that yourself every show. Wow, and this is—I'm starting to get a better picture on why you're so talked out. But you do such a brilliant job, Chris. I know that you, you don't like talking about yourself, no. but I'm extremely interested in your background, and I know I could Wikipedia stuff, which I did. But I like hearing it, and I don't really retain <laughs> stuff either because it's a damn you weed moment. Well, I, I forget a lot say, of shit. I used to. Um, Go ahead. I used to hate when I'd have to interview people about movies and such. Yeah. And people get pissed off. They'd be like, "You haven't seen the movie." I'm like, "Well, no one watching has seen the fucking movie either. Like, right. why do I have to? Why do right. I need to see the movie? Why can't I just ask you? Yeah. Ask you like a uh, a person that's yeah." It's a conversation. Right. Right. But I, I, you know, I'm there for the movie. The actor's like, you're here for me. I'm like, no, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I'm here because you're <laughs> in a you fucking movie. No, that was okay. my, oh, that was my point of yeah, view yeah, of it. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? But if it's, if, if it's like, you know, if I'm interviewing a band or someone like I need to, I got to be prepped. I got to know who like yeah. at least something I need to know where they're from and blah, blah, blah. Well, my, my history of you is the stuff I've lived through and that's listening to you on amp radio, mm-hmm. listening to you with Booker striker now but obviously before that mm-hmm. i didn't even know you remember i would just email you commercial stuff before mm-hmm. i even met you i didn't even know what you look like and then when i did finally see i was like damn that guy looks like an actor like he doesn't <laughs> we go with the actor. Most, most people in radio don't look like actors I, you look like an actor well i look like an actor because i have a giant head striker's always like you have <laughs> no, like it's your face no I, I don't even know what that means i have yeah. a fat face oh. but i met and i told striker this yeah. once on the air um because i would i would i do get that often mm-hmm. and i Totally disagree because I've interviewed actors for years. Mm-hmm. 
And I find that they have very thin faces and, you know, they're very angular. And I'm not. I look like a, a, a blimp, a balloon face or no. like a, a balloon they drew some eyes no. on or something. But I did, I was interviewing uh, Dustin Hoffman once mm. and I was at Sundance and we were, I walked to Dustin and we were walking to something and we weren't being recorded yet. We were just on the way to the interview. And he had said to me, uh, we're walking and. I asked him a question about something and he said, well, I got to go do this interview. Uh, I said, well, I'm interviewing you. Mm -hmm. And he just paused for a second. He said, oh, <laughs> and almost laughed and said, I thought you were an actor. See? He said, because you look like an actor. Yes. You don't look like an interviewer. And he said, I just thought you were someone that I was going to be speaking with. But on the screen, he, right? Right. He didn't know. Well, not on the screen. Right. Just he, I don't think he knew what he was doing. Right. Act, they're always pulled in different yeah, directions yeah, to do. I could have been a student for all right, he knew. Right. But he said the same See? thing. He goes... He goes, you look like an actor. You don't look like a reporter. I'm telling you, you don't look like a radio <laughs> DJ, man. You well, know, you, I you honestly don't know what Fred that means. Rogan has a TV face. He was on T NBC4 LA for years, sure. right? He did the sports. Rogan's the Heroes. Sports, right, Rogan's sure. Heroes. When I see him in person, he doesn't look like the same Fred Rogan on when he was on television, right? right. He's retired now from, from NBC4 LA, but he's still doing the show sure, sure. on AM570, obviously. Uh -huh. But he's it's weird because they obviously put a little makeup they do his hair but he's got that tv i feel like you have that that tv you're telegenic that's okay. what it's called telegenic yeah. that's you yeah i truly believe that striker was in he was in grandma's boy yeah striker's he, done he looks some, like a yeah very you know he's a handsome man mm -hmm. he, you know you guys could still i feel like you guys could do on screen maybe acting. the bar is just very low at radio maybe that's what it is. <laughs> We're, I'm the we're the best of the worst is what you're saying yeah, I, it's, that's kind of it we're, we're the least mutant looking people here Oh, you hear that, God. the rest of you people? You're yeah. all mutants. Um, last question. What? what happens, Chris Booker? What? When radio eventually comes to an end, what do you plan on doing after radio? If there is another career path you could take now, besides podcasting and audio and all that, uh -huh. what would it be? Easy. I love Home Depot, and I like to be like one of those greeters and say, hey, how you doing? <laughs> what are you looking for? And I want to be, when I work at Home Depot... I want to be the guy that knows where everything is. They're like, do you know where the, the caulk is? Well, for what? Well, for the molding in my kitchen. Absolutely. That's, that's nine. Let me take you to it. And I want to be the guy that knows where everything is because no one ever does. Uh, I think that the, the service. Excuse me, sir. Do you know where I can get the spackle? Yes, I do. Where? Absolutely. I'll and I'll take you and to you it. And you take me to I'll it? I'll take you right to really? it. Really? And, and you're I, wearing the orange apron? I don't, whatever I have to right? wear, I'll wear. You know? Damn. And then people go, you look like an actor. <laughs> I'm acting like I work at Home Depot. Oh, Chris Booker. But that's what I would do. There it is. Chris Booker, I can't. And by the way, I think I'm about like six months away from that. I'll no, be honest with you. No, I think I am. Not at all. I think You'll I am. You'll be an actor before you <laughs> end up at Home Depot. I can't remember my lines. I don't think so. Oh, um, Maybe you should smoke some weed. No. It'll do the opposite effect. I don't You'll remember so. everything. No. Yeah. Maybe it's I'll bring you a little one Wouldn't it be wild paper? if I did like one, like I smoked weed once and I'd be like, oh my God, I could remember everything. I or I took Adderall once and it's like, hey, all along your whole life, it, it had nothing to do with you being in a coma. You just needed to take one of these pills. Yeah. And Meanwhile, I could be like, uh, you know, solving uh, problems. Yeah, you're yeah. like limitless. Yeah, I'm limitless. Yes, yes sir. Yes. I feel like somebody give me pills to take. I got to, I get you some out. No problem. <laughs> oh, and some weed. I'll get you some weed. I'm going to pass on all of it. All thank right. You. Chris thank Booker, you. I got to thank you very from the bottom of my thank heart. You, sincerely. Scott. Thank you. Uh, 
for everything, for tolerating me. We made it through an hour. For your patience. Yes. And for the... I hope everyone listening is enlightened. I think they are. I mean, a lot of people are interested in you, Chris Booker. You think? I, I, don't I know think they so. are. I, I don't know think they are. They are. I've told think... people you're going to be on the podcast and they're looking forward to it. I don't... I think you're lying. I'm not. Chris, mm. look me in the eye. Look at me in my, my beady little eyes here. <laughs> beady. All right? Chris Booker on the Sketch Show Show Thanks, podcast. Chris. Thank you so much. Oh, good for you. And how was it? The Sketchomatic Show. Hey, too much information and shit, man. Shut your mouth, S.A. Okay, bye. You made me. I, I just, didn't agree. I know. Uh, yeah, I did make you, huh? Yeah. I cornered you. Sketch yeah. doesn't get the whole... Um, I'm not really interested thing. And he just keeps beating you to death. Like, no, 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 you're going to do it. Then you're going to post about it. Then you're going to do all this stuff. And I'm like, I just shake my head and go, uh-huh. Okay, fine. I'll just do it. Okay.